0: Financial investments are very important, but so are the investments of time, patience, and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches, teachers, and mentors. That's why Edward Jones is a proud sponsor of St. Louis University Billiken Basketball. Contact your local Edward Jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com. Edward Jones, making sense of investing. Member SIPC. stop shop podcast for insider access and in-depth interviews with your favorite billigan coaches and players be sure to follow the show on twitter at billigan podcast for the latest news on future episodes now here is your host billigan athletic director chris may
1: welcome back uh Billiken fans to our podcast from the stands where we uh, talk Billiken sports with our student athletes, coaches and staff. Uh, it's uh, good to have John Bell with us today. John's our head cross country and track and field coach Ben uh, since he took over uh, from uh, interim in 007 to 08. Um, I think what's highlighted John's ten years we've had uh, we've had consistently really great student athletes who, who have done exceptionally well both in the classroom. With uh, maximizing their uh, athletic skills, so for that, uh, I think uh, those are two really good combinations that we've had. John, how are you doing today? Doing well. Thanks for having me. We, uh, you're welcome. We're here, obviously, with uh, a lot of energy on campus. Student athletes back. They've been training. Um, especially our the runners have been able to train uh, during the COVID time. Put a lot of miles in. Um, how's how's the team doing? We've got. Uh, Obviously, got some kids who uh, kind of led us from the distance perspective in the spring with Megan Cress and Carly on the women's side, and then Patrick Holbrook and Matt Haas on the men's side. How uh, how's training gone so far?
2: <clears throat> well, you know, I think it's gone well. Um, you know, it, it's crazy over the last I don't know year and a half. I think uh, COVID is has, has uh, actually it's, we're probably one of the programs that has benefited the most from actually having time off uh, away from competing. Uh, we've been able to put in a lot of miles uh, for the last 18 months. And so, you know, they they did a lot again this summer, had a really successful fall or excuse me, uh, spring last May at uh, the A-10 championships. And that momentum has carried into into this season so far. So only had a few workouts so far this school year, but uh, really excited with the work that they, that they put in. And uh, I think we're in a really good place right now. So um,
1: when you look at where they are today, Uh, compared to where they were a year ago. What's different? Um, A full year, putting a lot of miles in, like you said. um, What should we expect uh, out of this group this fall that we may not have in the past?
2: Well, I think starting with the men's program, I think – you know, it, it was a group that hadn't seen, uh, you know, for a couple of years, hadn't, hadn't really competed um, at the level that we maybe want them to compete at. And what happened last May at the A-10 Outdoor Track Championships with Matt and Harrison and Jackson Higley all scoring in the 1500 meters and uh, Patrick in the steeple and the 5K and Adam in the 10K, it Gave them that confidence that they can compete uh, at the A10 level at, at you know at the front of A10 races. Um, you know they hadn't done that before. This group hadn't done that, and so uh, you know that that excitement and that confidence that they, that they gained last May is just like I said, it's carried over in the in their summer training. And and I would you know they're talking about running at the front of the race, and you know you can't can't win races if you're not at the front. And so, you know, now that they have that uh, that confidence, we got to keep them healthy and, and, and keep plugging away with that. For the women, you know, obviously Megan Kress has been there, done that, and we we joke with Megan at this point because of the COVID uh, relief. She's she's been in the program now six years. We've never had a, a student athlete in, in the program for as long as Megan is, is now been in it. Um, you know, she's been all conference at, at the cross country level. She scored last outdoor season in, in the 10,000 meters. She's put in a lot of miles over the summer. Um, and so I would fully expect that we would see Megan, you know, back at the front of uh, of the A-10 championships here, uh, at the end of October.
1: So let's start, let's, let's talk about the men first. Um, and, and you're hundred percent right. You can't until you've actually, uh, not only just stuck your foot in the water, you got to be all in and 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 run at that level before you can, you know, before you all can get there. And so you got to break through, right? And so mm-hmm. uh, until you've broken through and have the confidence to do that, it's super hard collectively as a group. So how do you get, how do you get a whole group to do that at the same time is the question.
2: All right. You know, I, and it started, we we had a homework project that we did last um, kind of last November uh, where we where we took a look at, you know because at that time we, we realized we weren 't going to have an indoor season um, you know we we're going to have this abbreviated covid weird cross country season, uh, and so we did a, a homework assignment where I had them research basically the rest of the a ten and, and all the other schools and and, and how fast their guys have run on the track uh, and, and we compiled all their personal bests and, and records and everything and and we started there and said guys this isn't Th- these aren't times, you know, that, that we can't, that we can't hit, you know, I had to put it on paper for them to, 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 to actually see it. Um, you know, because I think at, at one point, maybe before then they probably thought, well, running with some of these teams is, is kind of, you know, fantasy talk, uh, you know, until they actually looked at it on paper and said, Oh, I can run those times. Uh, you know, we, we kind of lowered, you know, the, the, I don't want to say, I guess maybe lowered the image of everybody else. We brought them back to earth a little bit. Uh, and so that was step one. And then we, we just had put our nose to the grindstone and we just had to train harder, uh, put in more miles, run harder, miles, run harder, workouts, just expect more out of, out of what we were doing. And then, you know, slowly, but surely, um, you know, who knew if you train really hard, you run really fast. And, you know, they start to get, a, you know, some, some uh, personal records. That we had a meet at Mizzou kind of midway through the season. We had all three of our guys in the 1,500 meters uh, set PRs. Um, we had guys set PRs in the 5K, uh, 10K. And then, you know, that just got the ball rolling. And then, as I said, we got to the A 10 meet, pretty, you know, high, high confidence. And, uh, you know, they had done their homework. And they said, yeah, we can run with these guys. So, put two and two together, good things happen. It's it's
1: those uh, two words above Ted Lasso's door, right? Yeah, I believe it. And uh, I believe. And you can't uh, you can't have confidence without believing in yourself, and uh, you have to go through those processes. So it's uh, right. super cool when you see a group collectively all kind of figure it out together. Right. So then they can all elevate their game. I mean, we've talked uh, you know we've talked at length uh, the the teams that win cross country meets aren't necessarily um the teams that have the that they're all all-stars in their own right it's those teams that run together that can figure out how to elevate all at the same time which is right and, cool.
2: right and then you know we had a workout this past saturday and i've never in, in guys i've been in SLU now 15 years i've never seen a, a men's team compete like they did in practice uh like they did this last saturday and again that's just that's just a testament to the aid of the work they've done and then, then that the success they had. It's, it's just success breeds success. And, yeah. you know, they're, they're, they were competing pretty hard on Saturday, which was, which was fun to see. May have to pull the reins a little bit, but that's okay. Uh,
1: you'd much rather, rather have it that way than not competing. Right. No question. So, good uh, good uh, place with the men. Tell us about the women and the, and the young
2: ones on the women's side who are coming in, who have got uh, a lot of talent. Right. Yeah. So our women's, our women's group is, it's a very interesting dichotomy is we have, you know, Megan Crass, like I said, six years in the program, been there, done that, competed at a high level. And then we have a group of incomers, incoming kids that uh, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed freshmen that are excited to, to be on campus, excited to, to begin their college career. So it's, it's a very interesting uh, dynamic that we have. But you know, some local kids, Sarah, uh, Savannah Lesher from Eureka, uh, Missouri. was a 214, 800-meter runner this last spring and, and ran really well at the Missouri High School uh, state track meet. Uh, Emily Sip, uh, a really good two-miler from Parkway West, uh, who, who ran well at the state meet uh, in cross-country. She was an all-state cross-country kid at all-state uh, on the track as well. So, you know, anytime we get local talent uh, from the St. Louis area, we're super excited to, you know, there's a lot of talent in the this, this city. So we want to keep it here and and push them forward. And and so those two, uh in you know, in combination with we have a young woman from South Africa, Lindy Rolf Rolls Fey Rolls Fay, hard hard name hard name to pronounce, um, she's super, super talented. Uh 423, 1500 meter runner, um, nine thirty three K runner. I think they'll be instant offense, you know, to, to borrow a phrase from other sports. Uh, you know, they'll be able to come in and, and contribute right away. Uh, in, in, you know, in conjunction with Megan. And so it's, uh, you know, we got to, we all got, it's a big group. We have to get them all on the same page and what it's like to compete in, in Division One. Again, when you got freshmen, that's that's a learning curve that you have to overcome. Uh, but again, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, they're excited to be here, excited to do it. So if they're willing to put in the work, then uh, I think good things will happen. So as you know, we've worked long and
1: hard about COVID and, and our team's Fortunately, we were able to compete as much as anybody was in the spring because uh, that slew our students and our student-athletes did a great job with it. Coming out, we're not all the way out of it, but coming close to out of it, how, what do you expect this fall uh, from
2: this team as they go through the cross-country season? Right. You know, I think, you know, I mean, our men are talking about being at the top of the league. Now, what does that mean? I mean, everybody competes on the same day. Right, it's it's a unique sport that way where we line up the entire league, we shoot the gun, um, everybody has to run the same course, and you know we'll see what the where, where the chips fall. But I, I like our chances of doing really well. I think you know our men, uh, the best prog- best finish we've ever had in program history is third in the A10 with the men, and and I know the guys want to match that at, at a minimum. Uh, so that's, that's their goal. The women, uh, know that fourth has been the best we've ever been uh, as a program and, and they're setting their sights uh, to match that or, or to be in the top five. And I think with, with the women's group being as young as it is, you know, to be in that, you know, the top five, I think would be a tremendous achievement for them. Uh, again, it's, there's, there's a lot of talent in, in the league and, and some of those other, the other schools didn't graduate a whole lot. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's an older, it's an older league right now for the, for the women. So there's, there's challenges there when, when you're taking young kids up against, uh, you know, fifth year seniors, that's, that's a challenge. But like I said, this is, this is a competitive group. Um, so they'll stick their nose in it. And we'll, like I said, if we can be top five, I think that'd be a good place for that women's group right now.
1: Well, you got some women who ran really well in high school. And so right. sometimes they're just used to running fast. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Ignorance and, is bliss.
1: But, uh, yeah, no kidding. That's the way it was when I used to run a long time ago. <laughs> Heavy on the ignorance. Um, so you uh, you were excited about a big fall. Um, you had a unique summer in that uh, you you spent uh, a month of June on your bike. Um, it, competed in the uh, in the Trans America Bike Trail. Uh, tell us about that. What that experience was, and what I'm super interested in, John, is what? How did that
2: experience help you as a coach? Well, that's a good question. How does it help me as a coach? You know, it, it was a you know the Trans Am bike races. It's um, long 4,200 miles, uh, Oregon to Virginia. It's a lot of time on a bicycle. You see a lot of the United States, you know, going through all the different States and, and meeting a lot of different people. Uh, it, it was, it was a fun experience. I mean, 180 miles a day is what I averaged. I finished eighth in the race out of about 55 starters. Um, you know, but what I take away from that, uh, the two big things I, I, I take away are, uh, one, you know, we're not, we're not nearly as divided as a country as, as a lot of people think we are, uh, you know, when you open yourself up, uh, and and you have to, right. When you, when you're out in the middle of Wyoming by yourself, you you do rely on the locals to, you know, (laughs) for help. Um, and so when you're talking to folks, um, and you open yourself up with a, you know, a little bit of humility, um, you realize very quickly how nice people are and how much they, they want to help you. So I think that's, that's probably the biggest, uh, that's probably the biggest lesson I learned, you know, how it, how it's going to help me as a coach. Um, I think there's a lot of different ways. One um, you know, putting yourself in a, in a, in an uncomfortable situation. Uh, you know, a lot of our student athletes are moving away from home for the very first time. Uh, they don't have mom and dad to, to wake them up in the morning, to pack lunch, to, to remind them to do you know, certain things that they have to do throughout the day, throughout the course of their life. Um, you know, they're on their own for the first time. And, you know, when you're out on a bike again, in the middle of Wyoming, you're reminded of, of that, that, um, you know, you have to be uncomfortable with, you know, you have to learn to become uncomfortable, you know, learn to become comfortable with the uncomfortable. Uh, that, that was a big lesson. And, you know, it reminded me, Uh, As well for our international students, how how challenging it is to come halfway around the world to to be in a new land and not know where you know not know where things are or not know certain foods or customs or or, or things like that. So um, that was an important lesson, and then uh, really learning to be flexible, right? You know, there's so many things that happen out on the open road um, over over long days on a bicycle that you can't plan for everything, and you have to be willing to adapt. And you know, I think between along bike race and COVID, I think those are two lessons that that I learned very quickly that you can't, uh, you can plan all you want and and it's, you definitely need to have a plan and a strategy, but when, when life throws you a curveball, you better be willing to to adapt to it pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I think that's well said, John. I I think anytime people, I mean, and it's an extraordinary experience for sure, going 4,200 miles and and that's impressive. But I, I think people who go through whether it's that, whether it's running ultra marathons, all those, you know, all the things that people do in life, it, it's, it's what are those ways that we can help our young people, right? And, and now you've got the ability to help our team and, and those, and the internationals and all those student athletes, uh, way better as you go through it. And so for that, I, uh, I congratulate you and I'm impressed by that because, um, you know, it's not easy, uh, especially you done, you tried, uh, you've been in the race before. I and, did, yeah had to regroup, right?
2: Yeah, it wasn't, uh, yeah, again, it, it kind of gets back to that planning. I, I thought I had a plan in 2017. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I had to, not had to reevaluate, out. not even close. <laughs> so I learned, I learned a lot. And like I said, I learned a lot this time. So it, it is, um, you know, I, it's, I've been happy to share those experiences with the, with the kids in, in the program so far. Um, and it's it just, it, it really did. Give me a new perspective of you know of being by yourself for the first time. You know, it reminded me that these kids they, they need a lot of help. I mean, they're great kids, smart kids. They're very very capable, but man, it, it makes life easier when you have help. Well, and
1: and there's no uh, there's no playbook out there, right? There's no playbook for you to look up. What do I do at mile thirteen hundred when? I've got a 40 mile an hour headwind and I am out of gas and I've got no water and I got to finish. Yeah.
2: That, <laughs> that was, would be called Kansas. Not fun. <laughs>
1: that's, Kansas, that's hard. Right. And so uh, I always joked about that when I became a parent for the first time, there's no playbook. You can read all the books in the world you want, but uh, when Lucy May showed up, holy smokes, that was a, uh, that was a new program for me. No, No yep. question about it. Uh, so back to, What was the one, give us one super unique part of
2: the ride. Uh, The most unique. So we, I rode into a town in Wyoming. Wyoming really sticks out to me. Jeffrey city, Wyoming is a town uh, rolled into it. It had the infrastructure. It was a a mining town. Um, Back in the late seventies, early eighties, it was uranium. Uh, The prevalent uranium is prevalent in that part of Wyoming, apparently. And, uh, their loan customer, a bad business model on their end, uh, their loan customer was Three Mile Island. And, uh, after, after, you know, the, the accident at Three Mile Island, the government shut the, shut that mine down. So their population went from about 10,000 to currently there's six people that live in, in Jeffrey city, Wyoming. Um, but it was, it was interesting coming through a town that had the infrastructure of schools and churches and, and, and buildings, but six residents, it was fascinating.
1: Wow. At what elevation?
2: Uh, that was about 4,000 feet. So it, uh, the highest point in the, in, the, in the race was at Hoosier Pass in Colorado. Got up to almost 12,000 feet, which was, you know, it was, it was interesting when I got up to the top of that. I was a little, I, I say punch drunk with uh, <laughs> lack of oxygen. It felt good when you got on the other side. Very much so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: Anything else that the uh, Billiken fans need to know about this cross country team as uh, they follow this fall?
2: No, I mean, it's uh, obviously, it's, it's going to be a young team. It's going to be a fun team to watch with local kids. Uh, super excited that we get the, get the local kids and, and Savannah Lesher and, and Emily Sip. And and even on the men's side, we have uh, Farol Ahmed, who's uh, from Northwest House Springs High School, yep. who's a really fascinating story. His, his family immigrated from Ethiopia. Uh, four years ago, the kid couldn't speak a lick of English and now is, is one of the nicest kids um, and he's super fast, so that's exciting, and, and George Blanco from uh, Bishop de Burg High School here in, in St. Louis, so some local kids, I think, are going to be uh, at the front for the Billikens, so that's always exciting.
1: Well, John, we appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for what you do for our students. We are looking forward to watching this, uh, this team get after it this fall, so thank you, and uh, we, will out, we will get out there and watch them run. Thanks. Thanks much. And I appreciate that we, we like the kids that run fast. You know, I had, a, I had an old boss tell me, We don't have track meets for slow people. I'm like, thanks, thank you.
0: Good advice. Good advice. You got it. All right, John. Thank you. (laughs) Take take care. Thanks for listening to From the Stands with Billiken Athletic Director Chris May. Subscribe to our podcast in the iTunes Store and have the latest episodes sent straight to your phone. Go Billikens! financial investments are very important but so are the investments of time patience and encouragement our young athletes receive from their coaches teachers and mentors that's why edward jones is a proud sponsor of st louis university Billiken basketball contact your local edward jones financial advisor for your investment needs by visiting edwardjones.com edward jones making sense of investing member sipc